Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're back to a little more somewhat favorable environs, I think. Uh, working through some things, some logistical problems of the past couple of weeks. Y'all know how that kind of stuff goes. You know, your computer breaks, your car breaks, the, the roof leaks, <clears throat> whatever it may be. From time to time, we face things like that. We have obstacles, and, you know, a lot of times we want to call them trials and tribulations. Well, you know, they're, they're just problems of life sometimes. But anyway, we, we're going with plan D or E here. I'm not sure which one it is, but it is a plan nonetheless. So I am thankful for that. So thank you, Lord. Uh, we're looking at First Peter, so let me just do a real quick synopsis of what we've covered so far in the first five verses. And I hope that you've taken time to read the first five verses of the <clears throat> letter that Peter wrote, because there's so much here that describes who we are. He says this in the first verse, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens, scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with His blood. May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measures. So that's just His saying, hi there, y'all. And He's describing who they are, that they're chosen, and it's by the foreknowledge of God the Father, that they're sanctified by the work of the Spirit. And this all came about so that they could obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with His blood. Now verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So this one sentence, which covers three verses, is such a word of encouragement to those who are literally living as aliens in foreign lands that have been scattered there. <coughs> they had been under persecution and found themselves having to leave. And he says, let's declare blessing to God because this is what he's done. It's by his great mercy that he's called us to be born again and that we have a living hope. And it's the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And he talks about the inheritance that we have, how it's imperishable, it's undefiled, how it will not fade away. It's literally reserved in heaven for you and that we're protected by the power of God through faith for salvation. And that salvation is ready to be revealed in the last times. And some people often say, well, we have salvation now. We have everything we're going to get. Positionally, yes, but we have not experienced everything. So here, verse 6, we'll pick up. In this you greatly rejoice. Uh, in what? Well, everything that we just read again of who we are in the Lord and what he has done for us. So uh, they were going through a difficult time, which we're about to read about. And he's showing, Peter is showing us what to do in these difficult times. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. We know from the scripture, <coughs> excuse me, what Paul said uh, to Timothy, that all who desire to live godly in the Lord Jesus Christ will undergo persecutions, will have trials, tribulation, afflictions. 
what he's saying here is that even though we go through various trials, even if it's necessary, we should greatly rejoice. Why? Verse 7, so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So here again, and he speaks uh, uh, one sentence in three paragraphs again. So this is the middle sentence. He's saying that at the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that our faith will have been proved because we've done what? We've greatly rejoiced. We have stood firm even in times of various trials. And that this is far more precious than gold. Gold is perishable, okay? But when tested by fire, our faith will be found to be true. And that's the whole point of this. Then in verse 8, he says this, And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your soul. Now, this really gives us some insight into how all this works in relationship to faith and salvation. <clears throat> He's telling them that the various trials you're going through are not due to the lack of faith. They're not reflective of the fact, well, if you just had more faith, then you wouldn't have to go through this. No, you will hear that taught a lot in churches, but that's not what he's saying. He says, no, this, these trials here are proof of your faith. And he said, even though you haven't seen him, you love him. See, Peter had seen him. Peter had been with the Lord Jesus Christ for years. And you remember what happened to Peter. When it came down to it, he denied him. But the Lord restored him. You see it at the end of John, what the Lord did in restoring him. And though you did not see him, you believe him. So they loved the Lord Jesus. They believed in him, even though they had not seen him. And they greatly rejoiced. Notice how he brings that joy out just over and over again. Greatly rejoice, greatly re rejoice. Well, with what kind of joy? With joy inexpressible and full of glory. Uh, glory is an interesting word. As a matter of fact, I just got out of a Bible study just a few moments ago where we're doing um, 2 Corinthians right now. We were looking at the third chapter of 2 Corinthians where you see glory spoken of, I think, maybe nine times in just half a dozen verses. Uh, and, you know, just that understanding of what is glory. It's just that a magnificent presence of God, the inexpressible type of thing. And that's what he's saying here, that you greatly rejoice with joy. And it's a joy that is inexpressible. <laughs> You may express it in various ways, but you never get the complete, complete total uh, element of it uh, uh, written down in word is what I'm trying to say. And he says, and it's full of glory, full of the glory of the Most High God. So obtaining as the outcome of your faith, because of your faith, you're obtaining something, the salvation of your souls. Now, the next verse, he's going to pick up on that and speak more about it. For today, I just want us to reflect upon that. Do we rejoice in that way? Even if necessary, for a short period of time, we are undergoing and distressed by various trials. Do we understand that these are just proofs of our faith? Okay, These are just things that will reveal that we truly are of faith. And even though we haven't seen him as Peter did, we love him. And even we don't see him now, we believe him. 
and we rejoice and we're full of glory. The Lord calls us to be full of glory and to radiate that glory everywhere we go. If we do that, the world would be drawn. The world would literally walk up to us and say, what is it that's different about you? And may we dare not say something, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Well, that's a great label, and I understand what you're saying. But that right there brings up a defensive thing. And may we not say, oh, I go to church. No, that right there, is, that's not what it is. What it is is that we're literally the very uh, 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 full of the presence of the Most High God. And what you're seeing is the presence of the Most High God in His kingdom. Would you like to know more about it? Would you like to experience it yourself? And then say, let me tell you how. And then tell them about what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for them. How different would things be if we would just live greatly rejoicing with joy inexpressible and full of glory? Well, again, I'm Dale. And I thank you for putting up with me, particularly the last couple of weeks and what all we've had to do here. Uh, spread the word about these times together. And I'll see you next time.